on today's episode of The Savvy Marketer. I think there's people out there who run from change or fight against it. I think there's probably other people who tolerate it or grumble under their breath, but they get through it. I, but, but with you, it seems like it's you thrive in it mm-hmm. and you maybe run toward it. Would you agree? I do. I agree 100%. So I am future oriented. My vision is for the future. It makes sense that in all this change that we're having, that I'm just forging ahead and loving every minute of it. How do you respond to change? Do you try to avoid it? Do you cautiously adapt to it? Or do you absolutely thrive in it? We'll talk to a marketing leader who is thriving in her leadership role because of her ability to rapidly adapt to change and lead others through it. And that makes a great segue to today's marketing moment. Today's marketing moment is about change and innovation. I've noticed that when times are hard, when things aren't working, when it feels like I'm backed into a corner a little bit, change and innovation are automatic. It's a survival mechanism for business leaders at that point. It's innovate or die. But the bigger challenge is to innovate when things are good, when the stuff that you're doing is already working. Now, I know people say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I agree sometimes, but this can be dangerous because I think we get comfortable and we can get lulled to sleep. And that's why I think it's important that we keep looking for opportunities to innovate even when things are good. Now, I'm not talking about erratic change just for the sake of change or needing to be on the bleeding edge or needing to be an early adapter in everything that you do. But I think we can start to look at some of the things that we do as marketing and business leaders as some sort of voodoo. Like it's working. I don't really know why it's working, but I don't want to touch anything because I might break everything. Maybe we see issues that are happening, but we're afraid to touch them because we don't want to disrupt a thing that is already fairly good. I know I felt that way at times. In fact, I remember 10 years ago, I realized that I had accidentally started a web design company that Spire, though I intended for it to be a marketing agency, for the first six or seven years, all we were doing for people was websites. Now, we were pretty successful at this. Things were working. We were profitable and things were good, but that wasn't what I was passionate about. And that wasn't the thing that I was trying to do in the first place. I really was most passionate about helping people with their marketing. So there was a point there where I made an unpopular decision to start breaking a lot of things, to start innovating and saying, how can we shift this company from being an accidental web design shop to being an on-purpose marketing agency? It was messy, but looking back, it was absolutely worth it. If you find yourself overlooking opportunities to innovate, take a minute to ask yourself why. Not every change or innovation is the right move, so you may have a really good reason not to press forward. But fear is never a good reason to be held back. And that is your marketing moment. Today on The Savvy Marketer, we'll talk to a marketing leader who I have seen level up repeatedly, constantly, over the past five plus years that we've been able to work together. She's the director of advertising with Danbury Senior Living, a highly innovative assisted living community with locations across Ohio. Her company has scaled rapidly and Jamie has played a major role in the success that they've seen over the past five plus years. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Glad to be here. So I was talking about the fast growth that Danbury has experienced, and um, I was going to start listing it all, but I didn't want to steal your thunder. So just tell me, first of all, how long have you been at Danbury? Uh, About five and a half years now. Okay. And uh, how many communities did you have when you started? 
I believe there were eight, maybe nine um, when I started. Okay, and how many today? Uh, we currently have 21 in the Danbury portfolio. Um, and then we were recently part of a merger with another company. So uh, company-wide, we're uh, somewhere around 100. Wow. So there's been a lot of growth um, at Danbury just in five years. Yeah, yeah. And COVID was in the middle of all that, too. Yes, yeah. Amazing. So um, tell us a little bit about your role at Danbury and how it's evolved over that time as the company's grown. When I first started with Danbury, I was hired as the recruiter slash social media specialist. Um, we had uh, two other people in the marketing department. One was a marketing coordinator, and then another was the director of business development and marketing. Um, so I started out recruiting social media um, within a couple of years. Uh, we saw the need to grow, so we added some more people to our team. Um, and at that point, I was promoted to the manager of digital strategy and recruiting. Okay. Um, and then just over a year ago, um, as we continued to grow, uh, I was put in the position of director of advertising. So I now um, manage all of our marketing and advertising campaigns for all 21 Danbury's. Okay, good. And that is for not just attracting residents, is that right? That's, that's correct. Um, I do the advertising for um, getting staff members as well. Okay, and what kind of staff members are you guys typically trying to attract to Danbury? Um, it's usually nurses, um, LPNs. They're they're a hot commodity these days. There no. aren't very many of them, um, or not enough to fill all of the jobs that are out there. Um, yeah. So you know we're looking for nurses on a continual basis, and then we also need our care companions. Um, some are STNAs, some aren't. Um, but then, you know, we do restaurant style dining. So we hire chefs and cooks and servers just like um, a restaurant would. Mm. Um, the difference is, is that our servers have the same customers every day. They get to know them a little bit better. When somebody's moving into a Danbury, um, they're moving into their new home. It's not just a place where they're renting an apartment. Yeah. We want it to be their home. So um, anything we can do to make that transition seamless or easier, um, we go out of our way to do that. Yeah. Um, and you don't see that everywhere. Yeah, and I know I feel it when I walk in, and you mentioned that restaurant-style dining. I mean, that's a, there is just really something special about the experience. Yeah. There's a lot of logistics that goes into that. I mean, we, we have a family member that's in assisted living right now, and I'm just overwhelmed by all the things that would go into running just one location. The idea that you're recruiting people not just to um, to work, you're recruiting people to work there and you're also marketing to reach people to fill whenever you open a new location. So first of all, how many employees do you need to recruit to staff a single location? So it's going to vary by location. Um, one, the number of apartments that we have in the building. Um, we have some buildings that have around 100 apartments, and then there are ones that have over 200. So obviously those bigger buildings, we're going to need more staff members. Um, but in addition to that, um, it could be based on the, the residence acuity. Um, if we have a mostly independent um, the resident, they're not going to need uh, nursing care and the care companions. Um, so it's really based on our residents. Again, yeah. we're tailoring everything around our residents. Um, so long, short answer is um, it just depends. Um, yeah. We're going to base that off of what our resident needs, which, again, is part of the Danbury difference. Yeah, good. And 
how many residents would fill a typical location? Um, so we have anything from a studio up to a two bedroom, two bath in our Danbury's. So, um, we have a lot of couples that live with us. So in a typical building that's like 101 apartments, there could be double occupancy in some of those. So I can't say exactly how many, but we could have anywhere, you know, in a building that's 101 apartments, we could have anywhere upwards of 120 maybe. Yeah. Um, And that's just a guess. (laughs) Um, But I love it when our residents move in and it's a couple and and they get to thrive together in the community. Um, It's interesting because sometimes they might not be at the same um, part of their senior journey. Um, One might need some care and the other might still be completely independent, but they can live together in the Danbury, um, get the help that they need um, and just really thrive. Yeah. So I just think about as someone who's in charge of, of advertising for both recruiting the people that are needed in all these new locations and the, you know, the, the residents, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of responsibility with every location. And you said you've gone from, from eight to mm-hmm. 21 plus 21. another hundred <laughs> over that period of time. So, right. Yeah. So I think one of the things I'm most impressed with you, Jamie, is how you've adapted to just rapid change. There's things that are constantly evolving. Um, your business is growing so fast. And um, I'm excited to talk more about that. I think there's some lessons there for our savvy marketers. And so I want to dig into that more. Um, but first, can you just share a little bit more about you? What do you love to do when you aren't working? So um, when I'm not working, I love to spend time with my um, husband, my daughter. Um, she's turning 12 this weekend. Um, cool. So it's an exciting time um, with her. So just like to spend time with them. Um, We actually live on a lake, so um, summertime is my time. Um, Winter, I kind of hibernate, but in the summer, um, we love to, you know, just spend time outside and yeah. Excellent, (laughs) good. And um, let's rewind back before you started at Danbury, um, Mm -hmm. five plus years ago. Um, I understand that you had some entrepreneurial experience before that. Can you tell kind of how you got into that? Sure. So uh, my daughter was in preschool and there was a school spirit day coming up um, and I went and to get her a a sweatshirt to wear for school spirit day and it cost me $35 for a sweatshirt for a four-year-old and I was like, this is ridiculous. She's going to grow out of it in a couple of weeks. Um, So I kind of looked into it and I was like, I could start a business and I can make this stuff. Um, I can make enough money off the business to pay for her $35 sweatshirt that, you know, I'm going to basically be making for free. So (laughs) I bought all the equipment, um, got everything set up, taught myself how to do it. um, And then I marketed it on Facebook. That was the only marketing I did. um, And it was a pretty successful little business for a while. Yeah. And was this your, so were you in another position at that time when you were starting this or? I was. I worked for a company out of Maryland who was a distributor of sign and graphics materials. Okay, good. So you were able to kind of leverage some of the experience that you did there to get this this other thing started. Yep. Yeah. And was this was this ever like the job? Like that was always the t-shirt stuff was or the you know the apparel line was always my side gig. So I would work um, days at my other job, which I worked from home, so it was really nice and convenient. But Um, I would finish up my day there, spend some time with my family and then turn around and if I had any orders, go work on them. So cool. So 
how did you go from, from that season of your life to ending up at Danbury? So I wasn't looking for another job. I was content where I was. It was a great company to work for, great people. Um, but my sister called me up one day and let me know that she had got a job with Danbury um, with their home office doing uh, their business development. And she mentioned that they were going to be creating a position for a recruiter and a social media specialist. And they had asked her if she knew of anybody. And so she thought of me um, because of my experience with my uh, t-shirt business on Facebook. Isn't that cool how that works? <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. So I'm open to talking to him about it. So I went in and I met um, a number of the people that worked at the home office. Um, I, I really hit it off with them. Uh and I knew that it was going to be exciting and it was going to be a challenge because the position didn't exist. Um, so I was really going to be taking it and running with it and making it my own. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I ended up at Danbury. Uh, my sister gave me a call and then a couple months later, there I was. Excellent. And I imagine the company was already sort of in that rapid scaling mode. Is that is that true? Uh, they were. So we had a number of communities under construction when I started. So within the first couple of years that I was there, um, I think we had five or six open um, just in that small amount of time. Can you describe, I mean, this was a big transition for you. I mean, this was a big career change from the things that you were doing in your job and before. I mean, you, it was with social media still, but yeah. in a different space. So how did you feel in your first days, first weeks after starting at Danbury? Exhilarated. Um, I thrive on change. So, uh, you know, doing a complete 180 and going to a different industry, different job, um, where my role really wasn't defined. Um, it was a huge challenge. And, um, and I took it and ran with it. I loved it. Um, I've, every day was a new adventure. Um, yeah. And it still is like that. Um, with the growth that we've experienced, with the current, uh, with the recent merger, um, and just marketing in general, uh, you know that no day is the same as the one before. Right. Um, so especially with all the change that's going on, um, it's, it's an exciting new adventure every day. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say over the past five years has been the, the biggest challenge that you've had to face in your industry or in your role? Um, hands down, I'd have to say that was COVID. Oh, sure. Um, you know, for our industry, senior living, assisted living, um, our residents were one of the most vulnerable populations. Um, so not only trying to keep them healthy and safe, but also, you know, we're used to being vibrant, active communities, having families in for things. So it was it was heartbreaking to have to keep people separated. And then at the same time, um, in my role, I was sent to work from home. So that was a lot harder. Um, I like to be, you know, hands on with my team and I like to be in our communities. So during, um, you know, during the, everything be, being shut down, I didn't get to go out and experience the Danbury difference and see the residents. Um, you know, we tried to avoid unnecessarily going into communities just to keep them safe. So sure. COVID was a huge challenge, um, as you know, it was for everyone. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what big things are on the horizon as you look ahead at Danbury? 
So as I mentioned, um, we were recently part of a merger with the StoryPoint group. Their portfolio includes StoryPoint, Senior Livings, Leisure Living, Independence Village. So with them and the Danbury's, as I mentioned, were somewhere around 100 communities. So that really just opens us up to be better um, and just continue to grow. It's exciting to be part of that group of communities so that we can work together and see what works for us that maybe they can take away or what works for their communities that, you know, we can take away. And I say they and us, but we're really one big team right now. Yeah. Um, but they're just different brands, you know, so, and, and they've operated one way for a long time. We've operated another. So it's been exciting working with the team, seeing what they're doing that maybe I can take away and, and try to use for my group of communities. Yeah. Excellent. It, it seems like a recurring theme for you is um, how you, you've just approached a lot of change. You've had a lot of big transitions that you've made professionally mm-hmm. and, and tackled a lot of things head on. And just the way you approach that really stands out to me. Um, I think there's people out there who run from change or fight against it, you know, to keep everything the way it is. I think there's probably other people who tolerate it or grumble under their breath, but they get through it. And then I, I, but, but with you, it seems like it's, you thrive in it mm-hmm. and you maybe run toward it. Um, it, would you agree? I do. I agree 100%. Um, so we have somebody that works for us. He's our director of leadership and staff development. Um, and I was part of his leader academy and I got a lot of really great insight about myself in that. Um, so I am future oriented. My vision is for the future, um, how to make things better. Um, and so it makes sense that in all this change that we're having, that I'm just thriving and forging ahead and loving every minute of it. We've talked about this, this leadership program before. Mm-hmm. They're voices. Is yes. that right? Yeah. So, um, there are five leadership voices. Um, there's the pioneer, which is me, um, creative connector, nurturer and guardian. So the nurturer and guardian are present oriented. Um, they are very focused on the here and now. So like your guardian is the person that has the checklist that they have to mark everything off and everything has to be planned out. Um, and then your nurturer is the champion of people. They want to make sure that everybody is doing good. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are our present. So those are the people that might struggle with the change more than someone like myself. Um, the pioneer is about strategy and about making things better and looking to the future, figuring out better ways to do things, things like that. Um, and then the creative and the connector are also future. Um, so they would thrive in this type of situation as well. Um, where the guardian, the nurturer, they can get there. Um, you just have to give them the full plan up front, um, and get their buy-in first. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would think that by definition, a pioneer is going to be restless staying in the same place. Like yes. they're going to want, they want to keep forging ahead into new territory. Yeah. Always looking for the best, next best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're never satisfied with status quo. Things can always be better. Mm-hmm. So um, we just keep looking on how to improve things. Yeah. Good. And so I think that this has probably got some wheels turning with, um, our viewers and listeners. So are there resources that they could 
um, access to help them discover their voices as well. Our director of leadership and staff development, Dan Huckins, um, works with a company called Giant Worldwide. Um, they do have a website that you can go on and you can take the five voices assessment on there. Um, and it's it really will give you some insight. Uh, some light bulbs may uh, go off because you'll yeah. be like, that makes sense why I do that. You know, things Very things cool. will really align for you. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I'd like to include a link in the show notes today if we can get that afterwards. So. Sure. Okay. Well, we're about out of time, but before we go, uh, tell folks how they can learn more about Danbury Senior Living. Um, they can visit our website. It's www.danburyseniorliving.com. All right. Well, thanks, Jamie, for taking the time to share your story today. And I wish you the best of luck with everything that you're doing as you continue as a pioneer into the new <laughs> territory that you guys are always stepping into. Thanks, Jeremy. I was glad to be here. Thanks for watching today's episode of The Savvy Marketer. If you enjoyed the episode that you watched today, uh, be sure to share it with others who you think would enjoy it as well and like and subscribe to our channel. Also, we'll include a link in the description where you can access show notes with the five voices resources that Jamie talked on the show today. Every episode of The Savvy Marketer is brought to you by Spire. We're an Ohio-based marketing agency. We're passionate about helping businesses scale and grow. And we can help you sharpen your marketing strategy, get that stuff done, and make it hum. Take your marketing higher with Spire. Thanks for watching.